This podcast is presented by Ride for Mental Health, an organization dedicated to breaking the mental health stigma in the action sports community. To support our cause, you can purchase merchandise or donate directly on our website at rideformh.org. We appreciate your support. Welcome to the Tell Me More podcast. I am Pippa Scott, founder of Ride for Mental Health. Just a reminder to please tell your friends you love them. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Tell Me More podcast. Today, I have Caitlin Peacock with me. She is 18 years old. She goes to Norwich University, and she has played field hockey, and she runs track. Caitlin, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Pippa? I'm good. So you just finished your field hockey season, right? Yeah. How'd it go? Yeah, we just finished. We uh, we got all the way to semis. We lost to Woodstock, but it was a good game. It was zero to one. So can't complain too much. <laughs> That's so funny because I play soccer for Woodstock. It was so a, like I know too. those girls did well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they deserved it. They they deserved um it was definitely like I don't think they scored until like the last four minutes of the game. So we almost went into overtime. Like it was a really tough game. That's crazy. I don't know anything about field hockey, but I know that like the last four minutes of a game in soccer, <laughs> like there's no, I feel like that's crazy if someone scored. Oh, like for us, like you, like we played um U32, which is um a school like for like East Montpelier. And we, we were beating them like four zero. And in the last like 10 minutes of the game, they got three points. So we won four three. So it's like a lot can happen in like 10, like four or 10 minutes in a field hockey game. The ball moves really, really quick. Got it. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. And then track, you haven't started track yet this year, right? No, we haven't started. Um, there's like indoor track, but I decided to opt out for that and just do some like off season training, like at the gym and stuff. And then are you starting track in the spring? Yeah, it starts in February. Um, so we start by doing like some indoor training. Um, and then once like the field has like defrosted and stuff and the track is clean, then we go out there. Got it. And what do you like run? Um, I do the 800 and the 1500. So it's like medium distance. Tried sprints and stuff last year, but I am short five one, so that is just not my thing. But I do pole vaulting, and I got invited to states for that somehow last year. I don't know how. Dude, that's <laughs> like, so sick! I've seen the like pole vaulting videos on Instagram, and I don't understand it. I don't. I don't get how like gravity like pushes I, you I upwards. Mean, I pole vault, and I don't get. It. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand either. But it's like I feel so silly like practicing because like. It's like I'm just waltzing around with like a 20 foot tall pole and like landing on a cushion. Like it feels ridiculous, but it's fun. How do you like, does it all core? I would say that it's core and like a lot of like leg strength. Like, I mean, yeah, you're holding onto a pole, but it's not really arms. A lot of it's just like your jump, like definitely that. So I'd say like mostly legs actually. Okay, back to more like on-brand stuff, I would say, is <laughs> on the, <brand>. question, <laughs> the questions that like we talked about. The first one that I think we should like get into is like, how do you think our generation reacts to like talking about mental health compared to like an older generation? Okay. 
Well, obviously, I think our generation talks about it a lot more like openly and like not like shamelessly because there's no shame in it. But you know what I mean? It's not like weird to like say like, oh, I needed a mental health day. Like if you skipped school or something, like nobody's going to bat a crazy eye. But I feel like if someone said that during like our parents growing up, it'd be like, what do you mean a mental health day? Like what? So like simple things like that. It's just more so like societally acceptable to talk about it, which is a good thing. I also think our generation is doing a lot more to like work on it, not just be like, yeah, it's there, but like move forward. It's like, no, let's do something like preemptively to like help people in the future. So like that's something nice that our generation does. Yeah, I think definitely with Ride for Mental Health, I've learned that like older, the older generation is like terrified to talk about like mental health. Like when I had a tent at nationals, like it seemed like more of people my own age were like totally like super chill with Mm -hmm. coming up and talking to me, but more with like the older generation, they seem to even be like nervous to be near something that like is on brand for mental health, which is insane. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it is because like generational trauma in a sense, like their parents are like kind of told them like, oh, we don't talk about that. Or just like in school, like it just wasn't like a topic for them. And like, I've even noticed just like during high school, like when I was still at Spalding and stuff like that, we would have like, I was in this club and um, they ran a mental health day where there'd be like therapy dogs and stuff like that. Um, Like we didn't get to do it because we had COVID going on and stuff. But years prior to that, that was something pretty big. And like, we just had like on like on campus counselors and stuff like that, like besides like a school counselor. So like, I think that it's becoming just like more normalized to actually help your mental health rather than just ignore it. Yeah. And so you said your high school did stuff. Does like Norwich do anything at the moment? Yeah. So Norwich has um, on campus like psychologists and therapists in our health like building that you can go to if you're a student there. We also have therapy dogs, cats, and bunnies that visit the campus every week. What was it? During finals week on like the the Thursday before everything was due, we had a all-night write in the library, which was like a five-hour event where there's like four different floors to our library. And so the first floor was like make hot chocolate, socialize. The second one was like arts and crafts and like science stuff and then the third one was therapy animals (laughs) and then like the fourth one was like get help from a writing like coach and like they'll help you get in any stuff that you're like worried about and so it was like it was like a push for like students that were struggling to turn all their stuff in and also if you were stressed with finals week it was something you could just do and like hang out with people and it was really fun yeah that sounds like a blast so are you thinking of staying at Norwich? Because this is like your early college for you right now. Are you thinking of like continuing going? Yeah, I like Norwich for its programs. I like it has an amazing criminal justice program, but unfortunately they don't like have field hockey. And that's like something I've been playing since like I was 11. So I'd really like to continue at like a D2 or D3 level. So I'm applying to um, some schools and an out of state that have field hockey. I really, I mean, I like Norwich, but it's also like a regional thing. There's not much to do in Northfield, Vermont. And I would kind of like to be a little bit closer to the city, like Burlington. So like St. Mike's, I would definitely go to. Um, I'm also looking at schools in Virginia, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, stuff like that. What's your top choice right now? 
Let me think. Probably either St. Mike's or Roanoke and Virginia. Those two schools are pretty nice. The one in Virginia, it's just like the campus is so beautiful and it would be like a different state to live in, which I just feel like would be a good experience. And they also have my major. So like, it's kind of hard to pick, but St. Mike's is also super convenient because it's close to home, but not like home, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. With yeah. so for those of the for those of the people that don't know you help run the ride for mental health Instagram and I literally hate everything about yeah. social media and having to like <laughs> advertise for ride for mental health through Instagram <laughs> so I met you at a GIV camp um and you yep. were looking in so you decided on criminal justice I'm assuming yeah. Yeah, Definitely, but you were yeah. also looking m- into doing more stuff with like social media managing and stuff like that because we talked to, right? Am I right on this? Yeah, yes, completely. And so I reached out to Caitlin because I was really struggling with doing Ride for Mental Health social media. And now Caitlin runs the Instagram, which is literally such a like huge deal for me because I don't have to do it. So do you think that there's anything <laughs> that you've like learned with Ride for Mental Health and like running the Instagram or just like through knowing me with like Ride for Mental Health? Has there been anything where you're like, I didn't know any of that? So definitely with the social media thing, I still hope to like be able to do that like on the side um, as like kind of like a side hustle situation just being able to focus on like criminal justice and criminology in college. But running the Ride for Mental Health Instagram, I've learned more about like analytics and just like the numbers involved with social media management. So I've always been like super involved with like the marketing and like the, I guess like the aesthetic of it. But then you also have to think about like what is drawing people in and just kind of like looking at like when we lose like three followers and like, okay, like what did I post? Like did somebody maybe not like not like two stories in a row? Like, was that too much in one day? And then I'm like, oh, we gained 15 followers. I'm like, okay, so what about that post was better than this one? Just really like being able to compare and contrast. Cause like I've always been like pretty involved in social media. I mean, like for like my Instagram and like TikTok and stuff. Like, so I've kind of always had a grasp on like how to make edits and like do those things. But um, this has definitely helped me with the business aspect. Got it. Because like talking to you about like merch and like having more stuff to post about with merch, I think like definitely like having a nonprofit, but also having a nonprofit that like has and is selling merch and is like trying to like have fundraisers and GoFundMe's and is like doing things with other companies. Definitely like there is a huge business aspect, even with social media, which was like something I wanted to get better at. But I like hate the aspect of social media. Yeah, no, it can be really difficult. Like if you're somebody that's like not like reaching for their phone to like check like analytics, like if that's not something you're like really interested, like I like looking at it. I like seeing the numbers and seeing what I can do different. If that's like not what you want to do, that would be like life sentence. It's like you don't like get me away from it. I totally get it. It's it's not fun to most people. But yeah. And even just knowing you, like kind of like seeing what you do for Ride for Mental Health, it's nice like seeing some like not that people aren't like involved or passionate but like you can just tell that your level with this is like at a higher level than most people's general hobbies if that makes sense yeah it's like nice seeing like like someone put a lot of hard work into something 
I feel like when you have like a connection as like deeply as I do, like through Eli and through Pierce and through like the friends that I've lost, it just like changes the whole game. Like it's just not it's not just for yourself anymore. And when you're like connected to the snowboarding community and the action sports community, you just realize that like it's not just for you at this point. Like it's for everybody around you and you like just want to help benefit the people around you, which like I think you see those ideals as well as I do. And that's why I think like having you run the social media is also like so helpful for me, too, because you have the same ideals as I do. Yeah, it's like super nice um, seeing like a nonprofit being ran by somebody like within the community because it's like there's so many things I see on social media. It's like it's almost like when you see like celebrities like and influencers, they're just like, oh, like I just started singing. I just started this like nonprofit. And it's just like, what do you have that deals with that? Or like, oh, I just started running like this company. It's like, wait, what? Like, what are your morals that connect with that? And this like there's no question. It's just an instant, okay, this is the brand. This is the situation. This is the person. And you can see all three, they're parallel. They're not like staggered. Yeah. Uh, Which I feel like has really helped me with Ride for Mental Health too. Like just like coming up with like a mission statement and like trying to get people like buy into the brand and stuff like that. Like definitely when you look at it from like a bigger picture, it like all comes together when it's definitely like with TikToks, TikTokers and like becoming musicians now. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like when did this become a thing? I'm like, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. It's like, dude, you literally did makeup for like the past like three years. And now you're a singer, songwriter, guitarist. I, that's fine. But I guess I'm just confused when that happened. Yeah. So I think definitely with Thrive for Mental Health that it's like all connected definitely helps me and my brand, but it also helps like advertising on your end. And it also helps like other people buy into the brand and like see why we do what we do and just like helping it just like have a better mission statement. Definitely with the mission statement, like I had to do like some research for an English paper last night, actually. And I was reading mission statements from like different sources and about, um, just like educational, like stuff like for teenagers with mental health. And some of the mission statements were just the broadest things I've ever heard. It's like, at like, blah, 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 we take students' mental health very seriously because, and it was just like a load of like BS. It was just like, and like anyone could have written that. And I was just like, I literally had to scrap that as a source. I'm like, that's not really helpful. Like, that's not a good one. Yeah, I feel like it's also just because like mental health is kind of a trend right now. I like use that in the broadest of terms, but like just that it's like, like I like I also wanted to talk to you next about like the most common stigma in mental health, but like right on that realm, it's also like their mental health is like something that it's great that we're talking about it. But I also think that sometimes there isn't like enough specifics through the like mental health and like action sports community. It's just like, oh, this is bad and we should take this away. But it's like, why do you think it's bad? What's your connection? How are Mm -hmm. you feeling? Like it's so surface level and it like doesn't go more in depth. Like it feels like the trend is just like such a basic surface level conversation and it like doesn't talk enough about like the seriousness to mental health and like specific stigmas that we do see. No, the stick. So I actually, this is so funny. I like, um, didn't see that question on the doc because I was just like, did a quick scroll the other night. I was on Instagram yesterday on my rest day from the gym. Like, I go like probably like five or six days a week, whatever. And so, 
yesterday I decided not to go. And the first thing I see that pops up on my Instagram is from a gym influencer. And it was like her in a face mask and her like million dollar mansion and with a cup of ice water. And she's just like, take a rest day. Your mental health is so important. Like blah, blah, blah. My little angels, you deserve it. This and that. And I'm just like, this is like kind of like what people like, this is almost like the issue. Like people like see this and they're like, oh, that's just a trend. She's just saying like, you know, take care. Like she's saying that she cares about us, but she doesn't know us. And sometimes you'll see like people almost just like using it to like fish for followers, but it's like, they don't actually, that's like not something that they genuinely, genuinely talk about. It's just, they throw it out there one day, catch people's attention, never talk about it again, or never like do anything for mental health application. They just kind of say a statement. And like another thing is like on TikTok, you'll be scrolling and you you will like see people like talking about mental health and they'll be like self-diagnosing and like just like saying like these wild statements which makes like people even in our generation kind of question like oh like what is like this conversation about mental health like is it something to take seriously cuz it's like when people aren't being serious or that you know they're not being serious to everybody else that can raise concern and make it just look like a trend. But like, that is not what the conversation and movement should be whatsoever at all. Yeah, I think just for people who like are starting to talk more about mental health and like trying to remove the stigma around it and are like getting more into it, that it can't just be like a one-time thing. I mean, it's great if you're like going to talk about it, but I also think that you kind of have to practice what you preach and you can't post like... yeah. And can't talk to your friends in like contradictory ways. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I think I that think that's like just the biggest the, thing. Yeah, I agree. I think like the biggest stigma that I have come across is like, I think that people talking about this one's like specifically towards the action sports community just because like that's what I can relate to. But it's that like people in the action sports community like cannot show any signs of weakness. Like I've noticed that a lot when talking about mental health and like, I'm sure that you feel it because you also do sports and you're like a part of the gym community and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just like, you want to just appear so strong. And so like, you just can't show that you're weak, just especially with going to the gym and like becoming like a stronger person. Like you can't show weaknesses in any other aspects of your life because like, because you're a part of the gym community or you're a part of the action sports community. It's just like, you want to become an Olympian. You want to be the best. Like then you can't be flawed in any way. And I feel like that's like the stigma that gets to me to my core. Cause I'm like, how mm-hmm. can you expect like perfection from this person when you, they have such big dreams? Like with such high highs, there does come such low lows. Definitely. I, the other day I was at the gym and I was with like two of my guy friends. And like, you know, I was like doing my set after them. And I, I talked to my friends pretty openly about like my issues and stuff like that because it's like, you know what I mean? But it was just like something that I hadn't had the chance to talk to them about yet because it was a pretty like raw thing that had happened in my life. And it was like on a Monday after the weekend. So whatever, hadn't talked to them yet. And in the middle of my rep, I just start crying. And I was embarrassed because like I'm at the gym 
And all of a sudden I'm like, cause like I made eye contact with myself in the mirror and I just shattered. Like I just broke and I had to like walk away and like, you know, go to the locker room, like just like wipe off my tears, whatever came back. And they're like, are you good? And I'm like, no. And like, that was like such a defeating thing to say, like, cause I didn't want to like make a scene in the gym. Like I didn't want to like make my friends like raise concern. But at the same time, I was like, I'm not okay. And honestly, they were like, you know what? Like, let's like go get food. Like, let's leave the gym early. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, no, like you haven't eaten enough today. Like you can, we can tell you're emotional. Like, let's go get food. So we got dinner on campus and then we just sat and talked for like two hours. And I felt so much better after. And that wasn't even like a chore for them. Like they did not care that they had to leave the gym early. And these guys can bench press like three of me. So it's like they take it super seriously. And the fact that they were just completely okay with just being like, yeah, let's go to like take care of me mentally. It was like the best thing ever. Yeah, definitely. I think I was just like not expecting it. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I think that definitely with like when it comes to our generation, we're also good at like looking out for one another. But I think that that Mm -hmm. also can be with like, I think that everybody can look out for only like a few people. Like I think that like, yeah, always, yeah, you can always do well by someone and like do good for someone. But I think that like, when you have people in your life that you care about. But I also think that like goes along with like, well, when you get older, like you don't have like a million friends like you do when you're fucking in elementary school. But like definitely when you yeah, get older, no. I just, yeah, I think it's just like, yeah, you can only take care of so many people. And so like, you don't want to overexert yourself, but you also want to make sure that like you're telling your friends you love them. And like, you're definitely like making sure you're like checking up on one another. Exactly. Cause it's like, Uh, me and my mom had this conversation last night and I was talking about being a people pleaser and how I was, I'm in this situation where I can either make one person happy, two people slightly happy or two people slightly unhappy and happy at the same time. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And I don't know how to go about this mom. What do I do? And she tells me that like (laughs) moderation is everything. She's like a little bit of crying, a little bit of laughing, all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like I get that. But what do you mean? And then she was like, I mean that you can't like please everyone. She's like, Caitlin, whatever decision you make isn't going to be perfect. So you can't be a doormat and you can't help everybody, you know, in your contacts list. You can't be perfect for everybody, but you have to be good to yourself. And if you're good to yourself, then you can dispert that and, you know, just use your energy like willingly and sparingly to the right people in the right time. And that was like something that really helped me. And I was just like, okay. And then I made my decision and it ended up like, having like that thought process of like two hours and the conversation with my mom had a clear headspace. And then I ended up making like actually everyone in the situation pretty content. So like, that was nice. That's super to like be able to like figure out. Yeah. Wise words from your mom. So definitely that. I know. I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. She's like talking about like when she was in the army and yeah. Cause like she was, she used a situation from when she was in Germany um, talking about like her ex-boyfriend and you know like when she came home from the military he tried breaking off like an engagement for her and my mom was like no like you had to set boundaries she's like I can't make you happy I have to make myself happy so it's like like a crazy story and then it like somehow connected back to my situation you know how moms are just like whatever that's, yeah that's crazy <laughs> crazy stuff <laughs> crazy stuff <laughs> what do you feel like, like- <laughs> 
do you feel like when you like are trying to like strategize if you're like feeling overwhelmed or stressed out that like your mom is like your go-to type of person or do you feel like you have like your own type of things to like deal with in situations so when I'm like going through something I first like don't tell anybody I like to like take like a few days to myself to really like feel it internally and like have this headspace with no bias and if I really can't figure out a situation on my own then I have like my first three people, my mom, my best friend and another best friend. And then from there, I kind of like create a web. And I'm like, okay, this is what this person said, blah, 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 pros and cons. And then like within probably like two weeks, I have a solution for like, most surface level problems. I mean, there's always going to be problems like grief and like, you know, whether that's grieving a relationship, a person who's dead, a person who's not dead, you know, like there can be so many different like types of grief. Some of those things will never go away, even with time. Like you can heal, but they don't disappear. And so with surface level things, I can fix my issues within like two weeks, just taking time, talking to people. Definitely like the thing that I do is go to the gym and then come home, make some pasta and take a hot shower. Like that's like my routine at this point. And it always makes me just feel better because it's like comforting being at my house and just like, knowing that like when I go home, I'm going to see like all my dogs and I can just be calm and like have some alone time. And like, that's always something good. But with the things that take like more like time to heal from like grief, just I like, I like to draw a lot. And then that like, that's like something I use for expression and that helps. Yeah. I also know that we like both share like a major common interest in music too. And I was wondering yeah. if you use music to like help like de like stress yourself. Completely, totally, a hundred percent. Actually, for a UVM like applicant thing, I'm writing an essay. After I did my normal college essay, they ask you for a second essay, which is optional, and I'm doing it. And I had five things like I could choose to write from, and the fifth option was use a song that describes your life and like you know pick a track. And I chose the song "Get Free" by Lana Del Rey. And like, you know, some of the lyrics are like, I didn't realize that I had to make my own choice or live by like someone else's life. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that is totally like that was like on my Spotify wrapped. And all it's like when I actually look at my Spotify wrapped, and I see like the hours split up by like, what I listened to during the months, like, you know, seeing my like top songs, I can see like segments of like my year. Like that's when I was in a really good state. That's like when I was in like maybe not the best state, but no matter what, like music was continuously there. Like I think I had like 80,000 minutes of music this year. Yeah, I was... Which is like like, a lot. (laughs) I think I had like 90,000 or maybe I maybe I could have been closer to you. But yeah, I just know that like when I first met you at GIB, that that was something that we found like a common interest in like very quickly. I feel like people who like music find other people who like really fuck with music too very easily. Like that's just something that's very easy to talk about if you're like really into it. And so I know that like, I love making playlists. I love finding music that like vibe and like putting a playlist that like matches a vibe together. And I agree, like when I did watch or like listen to my Spotify rap, I saw like different parts of my year through songs because yeah. when I like listen to a song, I like I have a playlist just for Eli because when I listen to those songs, like I feel Eli in the songs. Like I feel I have one for my that... brother. I know what you mean. <laughs> yes. Like I just yes. feel like some songs just give people 
and like there are also some songs mm-hmm. that just like you like attach memories to or like smells or just like feelings yep. to and memories and I feel like definitely that I use music to decompress and like that's something I could talk about for like hours on hours so I like want yes. to know from someone who also likes music if like you feel that music is like that much of a part of your life no I remember at GIV us getting ready and like I remember us just being late to everything I remember okay like (laughs) everyone that's listening (laughs) it was raining all week it was horrible weather cut us some slack (laughs) but me and Pippa we would sleep in (laughs) to like the last minute and we combined so she left her room and then because I was I had a single and every time I've gone to GIV, for some reason, I've had a single room, like not a roommate. And so I invited Pippa to come join my room and she joined me and we would get like, we combined our beds and then in the morning, like mega we would bed. turn like, music on once we were mega bed. And I remember we like turned music on and I was sitting on the floor getting ready and you were using the windowsill to get ready. And we were like listening to your playlist. And I remember asking like, oh, what's this song? And you were like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I remember like adding it to my playlist. And then I remember like your perfume, dude, I still have that sweatshirt. It still smells like your perfume. It is actually insane. I do not like it's been in the wash twice. Because like I just like don't grab for it a lot. But it still smells like your perfume is crazy. And I like whenever like I'm on my AirBuds app, I'm like, let me see what Pippa's listening to. (laughs) And I'll just like scroll and I'll be like, oh, there she is. And I'll just click the song and I'll listen to it. And I'm like, I wonder what she's doing right now listening to the song. Dude, I'll listen to your earbuds too. I'll like go and check yours. And like you were listening to some like cottage um thing the other day. Maybe it wasn't cottage. And maybe it wasn't the other day. But I like put it into my playlist because I like listened to the preview that like earbuds does. And I was like, wait, I fuck with this. But I'll like always check out what you're listening to. Yeah. That like I always just like or like I'll like literally look through like Pippa's listen to recently. And I'm like, like if it's like sad music, I'm like, what is this girl going through? <laughs> and then if it's hype music, I'm like, oh, I wonder if she's not like on the mountain right now. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, sometimes I like, like if I go on vibes, I'll listen to like Disney, like high school musical shit. And I'm like, no one check my earbuds right now because I'm literally like singing like fucking Sharpay's like anything i'm just like no one check my earbuds okay <laughs> no i like i the other day me and my friend kira we were driving and we did love is an open door duet and then after that we listened to um you'll be back from the hamilton musical i was like please nobody check my earbuds that's amazing i love that but i definitely wanted to like, like i think i've had like this one song on repeat no, definitely. Okay. To wrap it up, my last question is what is one thing that you wish you could tell someone struggling like right now? Okay, let me think. Let me give some philosophical, like some good advice here. When I was in middle school, I would say that that was like my hardest time personally. And I guess this can go for like, I, it doesn't matter how old you are. This is just my personal experience. And this was a time where I guess like everybody was get, you know going through puberty, everyone was like a little judgmental because it's middle school. And I was so, so afraid to talk to people about my mental health. And I, I didn't tell anybody. I wouldn't talk to anybody. 
And that just created a lot of like deep rooted issues that I eventually had to work on with myself. So if I could tell someone who's struggling anything right now, I would say reach out to somebody and like, whether that's your therapist, whether that's your mom, your dad, if you don't have any guardians, a friend, you don't have like a lot of friends, your teachers, like literally anybody. And there's like so many people that do care, whether you think they care or not. Like at the end of the day, people do care. And I think that was the hardest thing for me to realize that, you know, you're not, it's like people can say like, oh, you're just one person. Like, you know, what is it in the grand scheme? It's everything because it's a web of people around you. Like you affect so many people on your day-to-day basis that you might not even realize. Like even when you're not talking to people, people still think about you. So I wish I could tell my younger self, reach out to somebody. Like people do care. And like after my brother passed away, I was super angry and I didn't reach out for help because I didn't want help. So if you're going through grief or if you're going through like a rough patch in a relationship or with friendships, don't just stay silent and don't like try to like keep anger for like fueling you because like at the end of the day, that is like sadness. And that's just definitely something that needs to come out because the longer you keep it bottled up, just the more intense and highly you're going to feel that. So definitely reach out to people, find things that you enjoy. And if you ever need help finding things to enjoy, there's so many people that will do like be there to help you and figure out that path for you. And that's my message. Okay, you couldn't just hear me, but I was like trying to talk and I was like, I know you're done. I know you're done talking. And it like wouldn't let me unmute. I'm like, Pippa, I'm like, you got it, Pippa. I'm like, reel it in, end it, end it. But um, yeah, and also like Caitlin runs the Ride for Mental Health Instagram and I check it like once a week, if we're being honest. But like her Instagram's always up. Pippa checks in. (laughs) (laughs) I make sure Caitlin's doing her thing. But other than that, it's kind of up to her. But like Mm -hmm. my Instagram DMs are always open. Pippa makes sure I'm not stealing all the intel. Her DMs are always open. The Ride for Mental Health DMs are always open. Me or her will get back to you. Through the website, there's like people through the Ride for Mental Health websites are... No, it's rideformh.org. Yikes. And through and it's that, in the Instagram bio. It's yes. in the Instagram bio. <laughs> and through that, there will always be like ways for people to like to help you if it's like trying to get like through to my email or there's numbers up there or like SBTS trying to get through to them. But like no matter what, there will always be people through like you and I who will be able to help you if like you can't think of yeah. a single person that you want to talk to about your problems. So completely a hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Pippa. Thank you for listening to the Tell Me More podcast. I am your host, Pippa Scott. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing. And don't forget, tell your friends you love them.